One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. Welcome to the COV. It's great to have your company. My name's Carl Rodham with Danny Akuye. And uh, well, what's not great? The markets today. Danny, it's off by 1.3% and probably a little bit of a steeper sell-off than anyone was really expecting going to, going into the day's trade. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, definitely took a tumble um, in the latter part of the morning. And uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of movement in the uh, bond yields. Um, that was my theory as to what was going on. And uh, they look like the, the Aussie bonds have quietened down just a little bit. But it's we are looking at, yeah, at one stage, a real sell-off. Uh, in bonds and that's when our market hit its lows around 2pm. Yeah, well, that takes us nicely to our three themes because it would seem, uh, at least when you do look at them, that price action in fixed income markets, that it's this sort of higher for longer dynamic playing out once again there. And um, I mean, maybe something of an ominous milestone. We're only about 10 basis points away on the US two-year treasury from where we were in March before that banking crisis. <laughs> I've been, I wrote about all of that today. You I did. thought oh, okay. you, you don't, no, one doesn't want to cast sort of, you know, spells or anything, but yeah. it's like that 10-year, you know, ticking up to 4%, yeah. over 4%. If you look at when it last happened, you're absolutely right. It was a precursor mm. to the banking problems mm. and all also October 2022. Not that we are drawing any line saying that the markets are going to sell off that much. No, the banking system is sound. We keep getting told so. And uh, well, there's no reason necessarily to think anything differently. But certainly it was, um, well, a quick move uh, because it did happen overnight, didn't it? It was yes, basically, the, and it wasn't over the Fed minutes. I, I thought it might have been the Fed minutes. I went back, looked at the charts. You don't and, think it was? Well, no, because the move came at about midnight when the, or around midnight, where the, um, in our time, of course, yep. uh, when, when US markets started to open. So um, it wasn't directly related to, to those minutes. Mm. Um, so again, there just seems to be something going on there. Maybe equity starting to catch up to that. And US futures are lower, it has to be said. So, um, the rest is really quite clear. Simply read the markets. I love it. Money's are, are too tight to mention. <laughs> there we go. Um, and also, well, the cyclicals were the worst performance. So we saw materials quite. down. Mm. And um, also, yeah, uh, consumer discretionary as well was weaker. In fact, might be a good opportunity just to crisscross those now. Um, miners, uh, as we just said, were the worst performer for the day. And yep. um, well, there it is there. Came um, off their lows though, which is good to see. BHP was mm. off over 3% at one stage, oh, okay. as was, uh, I think, uh, Fortescue. So off their lows, but nevertheless, some pretty chunky selling going on there. Yeah, and uh, well, you've got South 32 there. Uh, in the energy space, we'll look at the broader energy space now as well, um, just as far as another area of the market that is struggling. And uh, there you go. 
um, of course, Woodside and uh, well, Whitehead and Coal as well too. I suppose proxies simultaneously for, for oil and, and obviously coal. Um, so pulling and back there quite considerably gone. Did we touch on that um, Iran tried to grab a couple of oil tankers in the Hormuz Straits mm. and uh, the US Navy had to intervene and one was a Chevron tanker okay. with oil going off to the US. Yeah, so sometimes we, did, we, we forget but there's a lot going on in other parts of the world. Yes, uh, that part of the world can be obviously quite volatile, uh, to say the least. Imagine and, um, stealing a tanker. Do you want to try? <laughs> no, but it's just an interesting concept, isn't it? <laughs> it's one way to find out what it's like, I suppose. Get on the old yacht. Um, but, uh, let's get to the retailers too, because uh, consumer discretionary was amongst the worst performing yep. uh, sectors of the day. And uh, let's take a look there now. Uh, the graphic seems to be just having an issue with this, so uh, we'll push on from there. But um, there was some news, corporate news today, perhaps yeah, not, not of always the blue good chip variety, but um, Magellan Asset Management reported yeah. another outflow. It was $2.1 yeah. billion for the month of June. And um, while that seems to be enough to scuttle the stock today down 7.7%. Yeah. No, down about, I've got it down about 8%. Oh, yeah, so it has had a bit of a rally of late. I think people hoping that they're starting to turn yeah. the ship around. And the outflows were staunch there for a couple of months, I yeah, think. Yeah, but it's so hard because you're chasing your performance, which, mm. you know, your historic performance has been poor. And, you know, you're just trying to instill confidence. So, yeah, it's a, a very tricky one for that company at the moment. Yeah, just... Um doesn't seem to be getting any better. No. Uh, so uh, no. tough environment there, I suppose. Um, but ASX Limited uh, has seen low trading volumes and market activity as weighed again. The company's reported an 80% decline in total, ca- total capital raise uh, to $4.3 billion. Average daily number of trades was down, value of trades was down as well. Yeah. A volume was up slightly, but I mean, I guess this is something we've been talking about or, or kind of, um, I guess... Uh, the chess thing's been more important than this, I think. Fundamentally speaking, yeah, from an yeah. earnings perspective, but I guess it just goes to show you, you know, and again, we've just been circling this idea with uh, a few um, M&A stories recently, mm. which is the ASX is, is shrinking. Um, and it is indeed. Not good it for is indeed the, the business. No, it's not. But you know, it has been a bear market, and it's not really surprising yeah. that you haven't had IPOs. The US hasn't had any IPOs either. But mm. unfortunately, we are a you know a, a picking overground yeah. in terms of um, private equity and other major companies. You know, doing bottom fishing effectively, which yeah. you know makes it hard for Australian investors. It certainly does. And um, well, it was the stock of the day today, that is ASX. And we had Grady Wolf from Bell Direct and Mark Morland from Team Invest sharing their views on ASX. scared of the reception at the moment and also capital raisings but the companies that are there and have a proven track record profitability um, are generating funds that's what investors want to see and so investors are really hungry for the tech stocks again for example which is high growth um, affordability for capital raisings and understanding all of that but then the thing with ASX we need to also take into account is the companies the blockchain and tech stack that they've put all the capital and all of their allocation resources focused on um, now they're considering the other solutions for the chess placement because the original design is no longer viable so Mm. with that in mind that's another priority they need to focus on and kind of find a solution for and then also increasing pressure from competitors like SIBO so there's a few different factors at play a few headwinds for the ASX but I do go with a hold rating um, 
just because again the this like this result today is on the back of two really strong years so um so asx has some ca characteristics that we like it passes most of nearly all our filters except for uh the uh, debt which has got about 350 percent debt to equity which is very high um, and the other problem with it is it's the return is really would be very, very low going forward based on uh, its current P of 36. So I wouldn't go near it. We're showing it returning between plus 3% a year to negative 3% margin of safety to default. Right. So you really, uh, that, that's, that's not even inflation. Right. So okay. why would you do it? I would yeah, say it's yeah. a sell. Okay. All right. All right, so pretty bearish there, I suppose, overall in ASX. So yep. um, you know, maybe not the time to we've used some bottom fishing before for for um, you know uh, looking for value. Maybe not there for the ASX for the time being. Well, you do you recall that Singapore Stock Exchange tried to buy it? Yeah, a couple about five a decade. Years ago. Of, no, I think it was more than that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, it was uh, Newman, Newman, I think, that uh, stopped it. But so you never know. You never know what might happen. I'm not suggesting there's going to be takeover activity at all. I but no whispers by any chance. No, no, no whispers in this year. But um, nevertheless, you know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, as far as, well, uh, Grady and Mark were concerned, not their cup of tea for the time being necessarily. Um, but let's get, well, more of a global view of things for the COB today. And for that, we're joined by Craig Erlen from Orlando. He's joining us from London. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Uh, you know, getting up bright and early for us, of course, looking bushy-tailed as always. Um, but <laughs> we are seeing a little bit of weakness coming through uh, equities in the region. Uh, Hank Singh actually should have mentioned that. He's down by about 3% yeah, at stages. Yeah, it was very weak. Is this sort of starting that some of that interest rate risk, you know, the rise in bond yields potentially uh, having an, a, a, an effect on equities again? Yeah, I think there's a few factors, to be quite honest. I do think there is a broader sense of caution at this point in time. I think the economic data we've had recently globally has uh, largely not been good enough. There have been small signs. You look at the PMIs yesterday, there was small signs of pending disinflationary pressures, albeit mild at this stage. But we are also seeing signs of an economic downturn uh, deepening. Uh, so there is that. Uh, there's also the fact that we are, <clears throat> excuse me, we are seeing uh, expectations uh, deteriorate in regards to Chinese stimulus uh, over the next month or so. And I think that is um, creating a bit of doom and gloom as well. And I think the final thing, if I'm not mistaken, the Goldman Sachs report on Chinese banks listed in Hong Kong uh, saw them downgraded as well. And I think that's probably piled further pressure on suspicions around uh, exposure to local government debt. That's had a, a negative impact on, uh, on banks as well. So I think a combination of factors really is at play at this point. Yeah, I was reading, yeah. um, I think some of those um, even state-owned property developers are having some uh, debt problems over in China. So they're still continuing to unwind all those issues there. But let's move on to what's been going on in the bond market. We were just discussing it um, because you saw yields tick up in the US and corresponding yields have ticked up here in Australia. But the US bonds sold off before those uh, Fed minutes came out. Do you think it's just uncertainty in the bond market that's causing this current spike? 
I do. Uh, uh, to be honest, I think that's absolutely spot on. I think the minutes themselves, I don't think we can be too surprised about them. I know people are going to say that it was maybe a slight surprise that there was as much division as there was um, with regards to pausing the uh, tightening cycle at the last meeting, considering it was a unanimous decision. I- I'd be amazed if it wasn't uh, more debated because you look at the dot plot and it ranges from one more rate hike to four more rate hikes this year. That shows division. So why would it not be debated whether to pause at this month, especially for the for those who thought think that we should need four more rate hikes this year? I'm amazed that they didn't vote for uh, a rate hike at that last meeting and there was un- unanimity. Um, there is huge uncertainty still. We're seeing some progress in the data. We're not seeing enough. We're seeing more progress in some countries than we're seeing in others. We're seeing no progress, it seems, here in the UK. And until we start to see evidence that we are actually seeing that disinflationary process happen, then it's incredibly difficult to not just pick the peak for interest rates, but also determine where they're going to be in a year's time and at two years' time. That's almost more important. Whether interest rates peak at 6% or 6.5% or 5.5%, to some extent, is less important than whether they're going to be there for three months or three years, Mm. um, because that could be far more punishing for the economy. And we do not have that certainty at this point. And until we do see more certainty, and I do think it will appear over the next month or two, um, then it's really difficult for investors. So I guess the next uh, hurdle to leap over is the latest labour market figures out of the United States and on farms is tomorrow night. But of course, we get, well, I guess three reasonably meaningful prints this evening. So, I mean, I guess that's the, the, the next thing that we really need to be, well, I guess, wary of. It is. Um, we've got things like jobless claims and I think jolts today, but really the focus is on that jobs report tomorrow. And it's also worth noting with that jobs report that I think in the last four reports that have been released, uh, on each occasion we've seen um, a huge increase in the actual uh, NFP number compared to expectations and in some, time, in some cases incredibly substantial. That's not to say that's what we'll see now, but it does indicate that investors and that analysts have been far too optimistic in terms of what kind of progress is going to be made. Now, that has to change at some point, you would have thought, and hopefully that will come tomorrow. But again, expectations going into that release are still quite uh, optimistic. Around 200,000 uh, is the expected print. Maybe this is the one where we do see that catch up where those expectations now follow through and we actually see uh, a swing in the other direction. I'm sure that would put some nerves at ease both in the markets and at the Federal Reserve as well. But it has to be a combination effect. We can't just see 100,000 job growth. We also need to see uh, wages, uh, those pressures we need to see subside. We need to see unemployment maybe ticking slightly higher to give the Fed that comfort that that slack is appearing in the labour market. And of course, we may get some signs of that today from uh, the the jobless claims data uh, as well. But again, we saw last week uh, that that was... um, Uh, a bit lower than what we need to see at this stage. The jolts data could give us some signs in terms of the balance in the labour market between those looking for jobs and those uh, uh, looking to uh, hire. Uh, So that could give us some indication as well. So there's a lot of data to come over the next 24, 36 hours that could provide some comfort. But I think we need to see a lot more still over the next couple of months. And I don't think there's enough to come that's going to change the Fed's mind in July. Do you think the um, equity markets have got ahead of themselves, given that there is so much uncertainty about, you know, the the strength of economies and uh, this debate about how sticky inflation is going to be? I always say that uh, investors are 
perpetual optimists, to be quite honest, <laughs> because I feel like I've been asked the question, are stock markets ahead of themselves for the last 15 years? And <laughs> it's, yes, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they won't get more ahead of themselves. Uh, and that always seems to be the case. I think the AI story has really helped to fuel that over the course of the last three months, but that really doesn't, um, doesn't really necessarily explain the rest of it, because we're talking more and more we're talking about are we going to see a recession how deep a recession are we going to see when's the peak of interest rates going to come and how long are they going to stay there and when no one seems to know the answer to those questions it's not really for me a massive sign that uh, we need to be seeing more optimism in the markets and then you a week passes by and we look at where these where these are trading we're seeing record levels in europe we're seeing um a very strong rebounds again in the us and it, it just goes to show that um bond investors are where the pessimists lie and equity markets are where the optimists lie indeed and um uh, one final question an important one too are you a cricket fan craig not right now. <laughs> that's, right. that's my fault. I was I was uh, poking the bear, asking yeah. him to ask about the cricket. <laughs> anyway, that was a great rundown. Thank you so much, Craig. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Craig. Okay, so maybe a bit of a sticky wicket there. <laughs> sticky, sticky inflation, wicket. sticky wicket. Um, but uh, okay, well let's 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 move on. That was a really great wrap, actually, um, uh, to, on uh, what's going on in the world right now. But let's get across the leaders and laggards, shall we? And um, well, there you go. Um, Lock was off to the races, as was Webjet. Mm, I don't know, was there a move in Bitcoin? That's the only thing I think of when I see Block. I have no idea. I don't no. know whether it's off, you know, the uh, BlackRock ETF. I've got no idea, no I'm idea. afraid. No. Anyway, but it's back about for 100 bucks, so yep. it, was, it was below 80 there for a little while. But um, uh, Webjet, up 2%. Uh, Bellevue Gold, 1.25% uh, today. Um, as you can see there, um, it's been a fairly subdued session, uh, upside pretty much cats by the broader uh, weakness and sentiment uh, today. And that takes us to the laggards, of course, which, well, we will see some pain there. Magellan, as you said before, um, finishing trade by what seems to be more than uh, down by more than 8%. Uh, Star Entertainment 2 down 7.8%. Yeah, that one really is bouncing around at the moment. There's a mm. lot of volatility there. Lifestyle Community is interesting. That's been a really good performer, that stock, I think. Um, so uh, so I don't know. With, back, perhaps. I don't know. We can. I can have a quick look. And AMP, wow. Still going. I mean, that um, the price action for AMP, from, from what I can tell, Seems a little bit of fear about how much uh, does it seem that the, way? The, yeah, the, the damages, mm. the, the the number, mm. the value of the damages that they'll have to pay out eventually. I mm. mean, it's obviously no longer a profitable business by any means. Um, but you know, it was the the, the first two um, claimants, I guess you would call them, received about a million bucks, which yeah. isn't you know, and that's only two. That's only two. That didn't. But that, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? That didn't yeah. break the bank that million. But there's a yeah, whole the, bunch more of them. Correct. And yeah. It makes you wonder how big a hit absolutely expecting here absolutely um okay and polynovo as well down by 5.9 percent we'll call it uh the small cap space now let's see what was moving there um vista up 16 percent um a few resource names you can see there as well camplify um something of a uh, well what do you call it the uber of um camper uh, vans camper vans is it well oh, you know, it's, every tech stock's gonna be the uber, uber or something and it's right. a camper van <laughs> camper van company so. it's a big growth market yeah well apparently i mean yeah yeah, you absolutely. Know. And we, we're all going to have to holiday a little bit more domestically with a you know, strong currency and weak currency. Through, you mean? Uh, sorry, weak currency, and uh, yeah, we've gone through um, gone through all our savings, perhaps. So something a little bit more wholesome <laughs> and um, yeah, a little less glamorous as those first class trips to to the Swiss Alps that we're all used to. 
Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to uh, Santa Barbara. House. Santa Barbara. Now, don't look at that. I don't was about be to distracted. say that's not right. That's that's a data issue there um, associated with uh, this. Well, uh, um, I, actually, it's not. Is it? It, no, because I no. actually have on another feed, it's all 48%. But whether or not there is an internal, that is utterly bizarre, because isn't it? Was, it? There was a, a situation with um, there was was an it, the, invest- act, uh, the sale of assets or the acquisition of them. There was an investor yeah. presentation yesterday. Wasn't it up really strongly yesterday? Mm, no, there no? Was, it was the, the news was related to that Genesis um, mineral story. Oh, Henry right. Jennings on the small caps actually gave a bit of clarification on it, but I think it's a little bit of a quirk with some of those, um, the assets that are sold off maybe being taken out of the share price. Uh, effectively. So I think it hasn't right. adjusted yet. Okay. Don't, don't point me on that, but again, if you, if you want to know, Henry Jennings yep. on the small caps okay. is, is obviously really good across, uh, with, with that sort of stuff. Um, hum. Otherwise, hum. Hum. Petty med. That's something we all need to be doing. Hum. Today. Yep. Um, okay, we better we move on because we we're sounding, we're just tweeting, twittering it. away. We're losing it. Okay, uh, what's on tonight? This this is important. Um, a lot of uh, jobs data in the yep. United States, obviously a preface to the NFPs tomorrow, which yep. uh, Craig was talking about before, but also ISM Services PMI. Yep. The whole story from a fundamental economic point of view over the last few months is, well, manufacturing going one way, service activity going, going the, the other way. way. Yep. Staying stubborn, strong, all Absolutely. those things. So that could be something that's um, you know uh, uh, going to move the needle on Wall yep. Street tonight. So um, could be exciting. Not much on the corporate front though. Right. Next week. Yep. And also begins. we've got the CPI next week in the US. Yeah. So that'll be, be interesting. Indeed. Yep. Not much out tomorrow. So didn't um, didn't include anything there today. But um, like you said, we are twittering away. So we may as well wrap it up there. So Danny. ASX 200 off almost 90 points today, 1.24%. Just worth highlighting. SIBO mm-hmm. 200, 1.3%. Just check in with the Aussie dollar. It was weaker at one stage, but it has perked up again. Up uh, 0.23% of 66.69. And should we just have a quick look? at the US futures and see what they're up to. And they're currently trading down. Looks like the Dow futures off 97. Not too bad. Uh, NASDAQ off about 60. So we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. As one wise man once said, that's the way it was. And uh, that's the way we'll leave it today on Ausbiz. But remember, you can catch up on all the news and interviews on your website now. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.